What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. So many women on this podcast talk about how counseling has benefited them in the grieving process. So I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's an online counseling service that allows you to match with a licensed professional therapist that can access your needs through online chat, video call, or a phone call. Pretty incredible during a pandemic, if you ask me. It's a more affordable and accessible way to get counseling. Life After Miscarriage listeners will receive 10% off their first month when they sign up through my special link, betterhelp.com slash L-A-M for 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash L-A-M. Get matched with a counselor today. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Brittany Moore on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Brittany and I chat a little bit on Instagram, so it'll be fun to just kind of dig a little bit deeper with her. Brittany, I'm just going to toss it at you, start wherever you like with your story. Okay, well, thank you, Shelly, for having me on. Um, I decided to share with you guys because this podcast has helped me so incredibly much since I had my miscarriage, and I just hope to help somebody else with my story. Um, I'll start with me and my husband. We actually were high school sweethearts, so we've been together for a long time, off and on in high school. Um, And then in 2017, we got married in December. It was actually like our nine-year anniversary. We got married on the ninth. That was just kind of our always lucky number. Um, We kind of thought we would start trying like a year later, like the next winter. Um, We're still pretty young. Like I'm 25. 26 and he's 26 and both our birthdays are coming up but um then we went on our honeymoon and we both kind of looked at each other and we're like "Mm, I'm not ready are you ready and he was like no so um we decided to wait a couple years last August ish um one of my very best friends got pregnant and another one of mine was talking about getting pregnant And I'm not like a person that always, like, I always kind of knew I wanted kids, but it's not like something I always like had to do. Like, it's not something I always, always wanted. Um, But it just one day it hit me and it felt like I wanted to be pregnant right that second. My husband and I like to travel though. um, And that October, we were going to visit some of his family in Wales, which is in the UK. So, you know, I talked to him. He's like, don't come off your birth control quite yet. Like we'll talk about it after the trip. So after Thanksgiving, I told him I wanted to be off birth control. Like, cause we had talked probably February, March, you would really start trying of 2020. So I came off of it in November. Um, and I got to semi normal pretty quickly about 30 to 35 day cycle. So a little bit longer, um, in January, we kind of started trying, but I was not good at those ovulation strip things. So it was just kind of like a throwaway month. Um, February, March came, we tried, it became a really stressful thing for us because I've, I've realized throughout this whole process, I'm very controlling and I'm type A and like, I want to do things to a T, like I can't just let things be and that really put a stress on my husband. So we were ended up being off. He was off two weeks for the coronavirus and I was off seven weeks and that was in April. 
And that took a lot of stress off of it. This was the first month where I was like, okay, like we'll try, but I'm going to really try to calm down. And then I did find out I was pregnant May 3rd. So that day was actually kind of funny because I, my husband walked into the bathroom and I was a really bad early tester, like seven day DP, DPO, eight days. So obviously I'm not going to be pregnant at those days, you know, not on my test. Um, he walked in into the bathroom. It was a Sunday morning at about probably like seven and I'm in there just pissed. And he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, another freaking negative test. Another one. Like I was just so mad. And it was one of those Dollar Tree tests. So I threw it away. Probably 20, 30 minutes later, I go back in. I don't know why I looked at it, but I did. And um, it was like the faintest, faintest, faintest line. You had to look at it in the right light. Could have been gray, like an indentation line. Could have been maybe slightly pink. So I was like, um, I need to go to the store. So I went and got a test and ended up being one of those blue dye tests that I didn't mean to buy. I meant to buy pink dye because you just always hear about the indentation lines on the blue dye. So I take it super, super faint, could be indentation, could be real. So I, again, make an excuse to leave the house. And my husband's like, okay. And I go and get a uh, first response. I take it that night about five o'clock. And it is super faint, but I am pregnant. Like I, I, it was there. I know. And of course, like I had a super cute way that I wanted to tell my husband, but as soon as I saw that line, I literally picked it up, sprinted out of my house to the back door where he's grilling on the back porch. And I yell at the door, I'm pregnant. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm pregnant. He just keeps saying, no, you're not. No, you're not. And he just, he's not great with change. Um, we were together, like I said, for nine years and he, on our like rehearsal dinner day, he just got, he's, he gets this look in his face. He's just like white, a white sheet. He just gets so nervous about change. Like he knew we were good, but like the same, he had the same kind of look on his face whenever I told him that he was just so freaked out, so scared, um, but excited that we found out. Um, but he just, it caught him off guard because I told him that morning that it was negative. So I immediately, like I said, I'm a super planner. Um, I already was tracking like crazy on the glow apps, like everything, like everything to the point where it probably, it, it wasn't healthy. Um, I would stay up late reading those forums about getting pregnant, symptom spotting, all that sort of stuff. And of course I immediately downloaded the what to expect when you're expecting app. And I joined a Facebook group for January, 2021 moms. Um, and I read it all the time and drove me crazy, but I just couldn't put it down. Um, so we found out the Sunday before Mother's Day, we haven't really seen our family much because of the coronavirus. So we decide after talking a little bit, we're going to tell our families on Mother's Day, even though it's so early, we just thought, well, we'll want the support if something happens. Um, so we told our families, we went to each of their houses, um, and we actually told like our siblings too. I have a little brother who's 10 or nine. He's at my dad and stepmom's house and it would be hard to like tell them without telling him going over there. So we did, we told all our siblings, um, FaceTimed everybody who wasn't there, met our parents outside, you know, everybody was super, super excited. Um, and everything seemed to be like going okay. I, that week, though, before we did tell our parents, my husband wanted me to get my HCG drawn, and I did that, so I was only three weeks and four days when I got it drawn, and three weeks and six days, and the numbers were 28 and then 80. 
I didn't love that. Like that was super, super low to me, but HCG is so crazy because it can be zero to 500 or 50 to 5,000 is normal. So there's no really telling. And my doctors didn't ever call me back to tell me what they were. I found that on my chart and I called them like, Hey, what's going on? Can someone go over this with me? And they basically just said, this indicates a really early pregnancy. We don't know viability right now. Like, okay, whatever. Um, then that week I was at work. I'd been like having slight cramps on and off. I had really bad cramps that week. I got really nervous. I called and of course I'm not spotting. There's nothing you can do. Then that weekend I did spot a little bit, very, very slight pink, but again, it was nothing. And they said it was nothing to be concerned about. Um, so I would get cramps and I would spot periodically throughout the pregnancy. I, I ended up not really worrying about it because I didn't think anything was wrong. Um, I'm a runner and I say that like short distances, slow runner, but I do run. And so one of the spotting incidents, incidents was after me running. So I, I kind of stopped doing that. Um, and I didn't feel super pregnant. Like I was tired. My boobs were kind of sore, but and I was like craving certain foods, but I wasn't like sick or anything. And I didn't have a whole lot of really crazy pregnancy symptoms. So it maybe was a bad sign. I don't know. But, um, so then May 24th, I think is the day came It's a Sunday and my stepmom calls me and I can tell when she calls me that something's wrong. She goes, I need you to come here and get your brother. And I say, what's wrong? She said, Nana died. And I said, what? who? And she was like, not like Nana. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So this was really unexpected. My, my grandpa is in poor health. She was not, she had like dementia kind of like she never got it diagnosed, but she definitely had it. Um, so it was really out of the blue. So my husband and I rush there. Um, I go over there. He hangs out with my brother at my parents' house, which is a block away from my grandparents' house. I'm there, you know, I wear a mask, but a lot of my family comes over. Um, and my grandma was still there, like the coroner had to come and all that stuff. So I stayed outside mostly. And it was one of the really first hot days. I didn't feel great because I was there for quite a few hours. So I would take a break, go to my parents' house and I ate, drank some water, came back. And I just, I didn't feel good. I was like, Kyler, we need to go home. My parents understood because they knew. Um, I get home. And I'm spotting again, but again, it's a very light pink. And whenever I say I'm spotting, it's not even in my underwear. It's like when I wipe and if I wipe twice, it's gone. So I had that on and off Sunday and then Monday came on and off. It's like, okay, I'm off. It, this was actually Memorial Day. So I was off Monday and I only work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I took Wednesday off for the funeral. So all I had to work this week was Friday. Um, so Tuesday came, I took my dog to the vet and then I was laying in bed trying to take it easy. And I got up, went to the bathroom and there is bright red blood, bright red. And I'm like, shit, this is not good. So I text my husband, Hey, I'm going to call the doctor. He's like, I'm sure it's fine, but go ahead. So they tell me to go ahead and come in and I should be six weeks, five days at this point. So they do an ultrasound on me, which I'm really thankful that they did get me in so quickly. Um, and the, like the tech does the, tries to do ex external. I was too early. So then she did an internal, she looks around, she's like, okay, well, everything looks really good. Like everything looks at like what it should be. Like there's a gestational sac and a yolk sac, like that's good. 
I'm like, okay, but what's that measurement you just took? Like, what does that say? And it says like five weeks, three days. And I'm like, that can't be right. Like I'm further along in that. She's like, oh, you probably have your dating wrong. Like maybe you ovulated late. I didn't like I did the clear blue advanced smiley face, um, ovulation strips or ovulation tests because I'm not good with the strips. Like I have to do the digital test. So I know the day that I ovulated, I know the day I tested positive, like the math just wouldn't work up, like work that way. Like I would have only been like two weeks positive or like two weeks pregnant whenever I took a positive pregnancy test. So it just didn't work. So then I, um, go into another room to see my doctor, my OB, who I've not seen yet for an initial appointment. It's a busy office, the big practice, lots of doctors there. She comes in and she, as she's walking in the door, she says, I'm really glad we were able to fit you in today. We are just swamped. Basically making me feel like you're silly for being here. Like I had called, called a couple times about me spotting and me cramping. Like I, I didn't mean to be one of those annoying people, but I, maybe I was, maybe that's why she said that. I have no idea. So she sits down, just kind of pushes me off saying that like, sometimes people just bleed. Sometimes people just bleed, you know, whatever, not didn't say whatever, but it's just, that's, you know, it could be normal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to tell her those dates are off. Well, your dating is probably, probably wrong. And it wasn't. But anyway, then I start crying because I'm like, I, I said, I am having the worst week. I said, my grandma just died two days ago and now this, and I just, I don't know what to do. And then she starts being a little bit nicer to me, but that it took that kind of kills me, but whatever. So she says, um, you can, if you're still bleeding, you can come back. Basically not telling me I needed to, but, but I cannot see you tomorrow. Like I have, like, I'm too busy and I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, and then she says, and then my, my appointment, my initial OB appointment was supposed to be in two weeks. She goes, you can wait two weeks and see, or you can come in next week. You can make an appointment. I was like, well, are you going to be able to tell me anything more in a week? She says, oh yeah, for sure. So I was like, okay. So I make an appointment with somebody else, whoever was available. Um, Wednesday comes. So Tuesday I actually stopped bleeding for a little bit, Tuesday night into Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, the funeral comes. We're there most of the day we get back to our house in the evening and I'm bleeding again. I tell my husband, I was like, this was probably not a good idea, but I went and got a pregnancy test and I've been like using those blind pregnancy tests to see it progress. Cause I just thought it was fun, but I realized it was driving me again driving me crazy. But anyway, I went and got a test and the line was a lot lighter, like a lot. And I'm like, well, this isn't good. Um, so then I tell him that night, we were supposed to see his family for the first time since the coronavirus. Like he has two brothers that live here and two, ne two nephews that live here and a niece and his mom lives here. Um, we all, they kind of live a couple hours from us and then another lives an hour, but his mom's here in town. So we see her a lot. But anyway, we were all going to get together and everybody was super excited about me being pregnant. And I just told him, I was like, I know they mean well. I was like, but you have to text them and tell them not to talk to me about it this weekend. I said, I can't do it. Like, I cannot talk about it this weekend. Like, I don't think anything, I don't think this is going to go good. And I don't want to be hit with a bunch of questions. And he was like, okay, like, I'll do that. And he, I think he just texted his mom and told her, like, things aren't going great. 
she doesn't want to talk about it. I don't really want to either. And then I texted one of his sister-in-laws um, who has also had a miscarriage and just told her, I was like, I don't really want to talk about it. And she's like, okay, that's fine. And especially because she was planning on bringing me a gift and I just did not want to deal with that. So the next day, like I'm still bleeding and I'm just a mess. Like I can't get out of bed. I'm just crying so much. Like I am not okay. And I call my mom and I'm just miserable. And she was like, well, call another doctor, call another doctor. And I was, so I tried and they basically said the same thing. Like, we can't tell you if you're miscarrying. Like it just is what it is. So I call my doctor and my practice and I did like, I demand a HCG test, which I feel like they should have done Tuesday, but whatever. Um, so they asked the doctor on call and he says, yes, you can do that. Come in. Um, if the number is under 1500, then we'll have to start to worry. It's like, okay. I started to feel better because again, I had control of something. I could do something. So I get up, I go get my HCG draw. Um, and then Friday I have to, or so that day, God bless his mom. I love her. She means the best, but she's one of those people. Sometimes she just doesn't think before she talks. She, she just doesn't think all the time. She calls me that day after my husband has told her, like, I really don't want to talk. Um, and she's asking me all these questions, like asking me this, asking me that. And I just, I didn't want to talk about it. Um, I did before I called my doctor, call my sister-in-law who lives in Wales. She has had again, quite a few miscarriages. And so she's been through it and she's in healthcare. She's a nurse. Granted it's different over there, but I just wanted someone to tell me, no, it's not normal that you're bleeding. Yes. You need to get it taken care of. She was super sympathetic. So nice. Like she just was so there for me. Um, and so is my brother-in-law. Like they're just, they're great people. I love them. Um, so Friday comes and, uh, I go to work. I get a call that morning that I, my numbers are in and, oh, the doctor said they're great. You don't need to come in, but are you still bleeding? Yes. I'm bleeding even more now. And when, whenever I was bleeding earlier this week, it was like, a panty liner and I didn't even really have to change it throughout the day. Like it wasn't a lot today. I was having to change my panty liner a couple times. So it wasn't even a pad yet, but it was still bright red bleeding throughout the day. We're like, okay, like you can go ahead and come in. So I call my husband. I was like, Kyler, like you need to be here. Like, please come. He's an electrician. He's a foreman. So he's busy right now because he's the boss of the job and it's summer and they're trying to get stuff done. So he figures it out. He comes I tell my bosses what's going on. I actually had to tell, so I, I work at a dentist's office. I'm a hygienist. We had a meeting about the coronavirus before coming back. And I, in the meeting, one of the, my best friends at work, she's pregnant. Um, so she asked if she wanted like to get a release to come back to work from her doctor. So I ended up having to tell her both like whenever I was only like four weeks. So she knew and I came in that morning and I kind of told her what was going on. So she was like, yeah, like you can leave. And then I told my male boss, who's her husband. And he was like, yeah, like get out of here, like go. So I go to my appointment. Um, and I, uh, we go back for the ultrasound. So it's been three days and there's still no fetal pole. My sack, like the gestational sack, yolk sack, they measured it two days bigger. So it was five weeks, five days now, but I should have been seven weeks, one day. And so then I see another doctor who 
God bless her. She was super nice. Um, super nice. I, she just gave me so much false hope, which I hated. Um, I go in there and she's like, yeah, your numbers are great. Like you don't even need to come in tomorrow for a draw. And I kept trying to tell her like, Hey, like I'm off on dates. And she was like, well, our dating could be wrong. You, you could catch up. Like, so my husband and I left there feeling really good. I asked her what my HCG draw was. And I thought she said 17,000. I felt good about that. Um, but she told me to take it easy for the rest of the day. So I got home and, um, I did talk to my other sister-in-law a little bit who lives here, who I also am really close with. She's had a miscarriage and she comforted me, you know, um, and then I called my sister-in-law in Wales and just kind of, I called, told everybody what was going on. And cause I felt good at that point, you know, even though I was bleeding. Oh, I forgot to say, I asked the doctor, I said, why am I bleeding? And she said, well, you have two subchorionic hemorrhages. And I'm like, okay, like that's a reason. Finally, I have a reason why I'm bleeding. Thank God. Like it's not just, oh, some people bleed. Cause let's be real. A pregnancy doesn't just bleed right, bright red blood for no reason. Um, so that weekend, my friend who just had a baby, I hadn't been able to meet her yet because of COVID. So she was coming back in town. I was so excited to see them, but we didn't hang out with them that night because of everything that was going on. I was supposed to take it easy. Um, and I've been cramping this whole time too. Like I've been cramping pretty bad. The next morning I wake up bleeding a whole lot worse, cramping a whole lot worse, but you know, they say you can cramp with subchorionic hemorrhages. So I was like, maybe this is normal. I have no freaking clue. So I go over to my mother or my, my best friend's mother-in-law's house to meet her and her, or meet her baby. I'm hanging out with her. My husband goes golfing with her husband. They're super good friends too. And we're chit chatting, hanging out, just having fun, like, you know, just relaxing, but I'm in so much pain. I'm bleeding so much. And not bleeding through a pad, but it's like a heavy period. And all my cramps so far have been in my back. And I kept thinking like, I need to go home, but I don't want to go home because I want to hang out with her. And that's just not like me to leave. So, but after lunch, I did end up having to go home because I was in so much pain. And I kind of texted my husband. I was like, I'm cramping really bad. I have to go home. He's like, okay. Um, but I've been cramping really bad this whole, not really bad, but I've been cramping bad this whole time. And so we didn't really think anything of it. Um, so I get home and it is so, so painful. Like I am curled up in a ball, like, and I can feel myself, like my uterus, like contracting And my dumb self is convinced myself. I'm not having a miscarriage. They're like, I know this isn't right, but I'm like, maybe it's just a really bad, like hemorrhage. Maybe this is not normal, but maybe that's why maybe I'm not having a miscarriage, but I'm in so much pain. Like I'm thinking about going to the ER. Like that's how much pain I was in. So I call my husband and I was like, where are you at? He's like, um, we're on the way home. I was like, okay, great. Well, an hour goes by and I call him and he picks up. I was like, where the F are you? Oh, we stopped by our friend Alex's house. I'm like, and I start freaking out. I was like, I'm getting ready to go to the ER because I'm in so much pain and you're at your friend's house. He's like, uh, okay. And he comes home. He was like, Brittany, I had no idea. Like, yeah, you've been cramping this whole time. So I had no idea it was so bad. So anyway, by the time he got home, I actually got a little break from the pain. It wasn't as bad as it had been. So we went out to dinner because I, I just wanted to see my friend a little bit more. Like I wanted to hang out with her. She lives three hours away. I don't get to see her very often. So I went with her. Um, I got a little break by the end of dinner. It was bad again. So I go, we go home 
and I'm laying on the couch and I'm just like writhing around in pain. And my husband is like, Brittany, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't know. And I was, and I'm laying there. I said, Kyler, if this is it, like, if this is a miscarriage, I cannot do this right again. Like I have to get a break because this is so much pain. Like I can't try again next month or whatever. So the next day we still go over to his family's house because I want to see everybody. I miss everybody so much. I just mainly sit, sit most of the time. Um, and I forgot to say, I've gotten flowers from my bosses and both of my sister-in-laws at this point. So it's so nice of them. Like everybody was really great. Um, and then my other sister-in-law, my third sister-in-law, she didn't really know what was going on. I hadn't texted her yet. Um, so I kind of told her what was going on when we got there on Sunday. By the middle of the day, I was starting to hurt again. Every time I would get up and walk, I'd start cramping again. So we decided to go home. Um, I, so since I'm a hygienist, I can't just take off work. I work 12 hours on Monday and I have patients scheduled, so I can't just take off. We have to find someone to cover. So at that point I was trying to find somebody to cover for me. And I texted one of the girls at work who she's just not great at covering. She's, she's just not great at it. And I text her, she said, no. And I told her what was going on. She still said no. So that really bothered me. Um, if she actually had something going on, I get that. But she's one of those people who just doesn't like to come in. So then I texted my boss. She figured it out. Like she moved stuff around. So it was fine. So I didn't go to work on Monday. I really didn't get out of bed on Monday. And by this time, my bleeding has lessened a little bit. So Tuesday is my appointment. My, my appointment that I set up. So this is a week of this going on. I've just been in limbo this whole time. And I had told my husband a couple times, I'm like, I don't think there's going to be anything in there. I think that was bad. And, but he kept telling me like, you, they told you you could cramp. They told you you're going to bleed. Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So I just kept hoping for a miracle. Like I really hoped, I would say like, I hope there's a miracle baby in here. So we go and get my ultrasound. Um, they do the internal one. My husband's there. She starts looking around and the tech didn't turn the screen towards me at this point, um, which is never good, right? We all know that. Uh, she says, have you been bleeding? And I said, yeah, since like Tuesday of last week. Um, and she says, honey, I'm really sorry. There's nothing in, or it's empty. And I didn't know if she meant the sack was empty or my uterus. And I said, like, there's nothing in there. There's no baby. And she said, no, honey, I'm sorry. And at that point, just like silent tears start rolling down my face because I, I kept saying that I didn't think it was going to be a good outcome, but of course you hope for a good outcome. And she said, I'm going to give you a couple, she finished it up. Um, she said, I'm going to give you a couple minutes and then you can come out when you're ready. And I just fall into my husband's arms and I kept saying, I knew something was wrong. No one listened to me. I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. And he just kept saying, like, you're so strong. I'm so proud of you. You're like, you're so strong. And I, and it did help me. But at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking, like, this is what I have to do. This is what women who go through miscarriage have to do. Like, we just have to keep going. Like, our life just keeps moving. Like, I have to go to the next appointment and have that doctor talk to me. It's not like I just can't do this stuff. So anyway, it didn't make me mad that he said that, but that's what I was thinking in my mind. I always say that if the men had to carry on the race and carry the babies, like it would have ended a long time ago. Um, so we go into that room 
And I think I had a blighted ovum. I don't know. They didn't really tell me anything. They're not great there about like telling you what's going on. Um, and so when I get in there, you know, she's just apologizing, saying, I'm sorry. Um, you know, she goes, it doesn't matter if it's five weeks or 40 weeks, like you lost a baby and I'm sorry. She was super nice. Um, this is a different, this is an NP I hadn't seen before. She doesn't really give me any info. Um, she does tell me I have a cyst on a paratubal cyst. She wasn't concerned with it. Uh, told me, I asked, I said, so how long do we need to wait before we try again? She goes, you could wait a couple months, like just to give your, you know, everything time to rest. But they had told me like the lining in my uterus looked good. So I wasn't super concerned with that. And I did forget to say, um, so whenever that doctor in the past told me 1500 is your HCG that we have to worry about, I thought she said 17,000. I found out the Saturday that I was miscarrying that I now know that's what was happening. My numbers were 1700. So 200 points more. And they thought that was quote unquote great. I just felt overlooked because there were so many signs. If they looked at everything together, they would have been able to tell me I was having a miscarriage and they didn't need to just string me along and everything. So that really bothered me. Um, but again, it is what it is. We're just another miscarriage to them a lot of the times, I feel like, because it happens to so many women that I just feel like a lot of doctors just don't get it. Um, another thing that surprised me about miscarriage is I always thought it would be like the movies, like you bleed really heavy, you wake up in the middle of the night, you go to the hospital and like, you know, and some women, that's how it's for. That was not it for me. I was in limbo for so long. It just killed me because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't have any answers and I felt like I should have answers. Um, so that week after was pretty rough. Um, I went to work the next day. Don't ask me why. I just felt bad and I didn't want to ask for more time off. No one offered, which is not their fault. I didn't ask. Um, if it ever happened again, I would take more time off. Um, and I, whenever I'm stressed, I have nightmares. So I had nightmares that whole week about me miscarrying. So I, I never got a break from the sadness and the hurt and the pain. Like I was in it 24 seven. Um, and I ended up texting one of my friends who I was supposed to go bridesmaids dress shopping with on Saturday. And I told her what was going on. Her has her soon to be husband has a party bus and that's what all of them were taking to go. I just could not fathom the idea of doing that. I already don't like to drink, but the thought that I could drink now killed me because I'm like, I'm, I should be pregnant right now, but I'm not. Um, so Saturday came and I was just going to meet them there. And I just, I laid on my husband's lap and just cried because I thought I should have a six month pregnant belly at this wedding. And instead I'm going to go get a dress and it's going to fit fine. And that killed me. Um, so I went to the dress shopping. I don't know if everyone knew what was going on. I don't know if she told everybody, but no one bothered me about not drinking. I was definitely a downer, which I feel bad about, but I just couldn't put, I couldn't put on a happy face. I didn't cry in front of them, but every time I would go into the dressing room to change my dress, I would cry. Um, so it was just really hard. And another thing I struggled with right after is as soon as you see those two pink lines, you feel like a mom. And I just did not feel like a mom anymore. I was a mom and then I wasn't because I don't have anything now. I don't have anything of that baby. It's just gone.
and that was really, really hard. Um, some days afterwards, I would feel really sad. Some days I would feel nothing, and that would make me feel guilty because I would think, I need to be crying constantly. Like, I'm in pain. How does the world just keep going on and mine feels like it's standing still? I need to be sad. Like, I need to, and I realize now I was just, you have to flip a switch to get through your life because um, you still have to go to work. You still have to do all this stuff around your house. You still have to be around family, around friends. My husband weren't, and I weren't really around family or friends for the first couple of weeks, but life just, just keeps going, unfortunately. Not unfortunately, but it just does. Um, being around other pregnant people was super hard. I ended up getting rid of my Facebook because of all of the pregnancy ads, the maternity ads, the pregnancy announcements. I, one night I just felt like throwing my phone through a wall at one of them I'm seeing, which is not fair, but grief does ugly things to you. Um, I'm happy for those people. I really am. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. They deserve babies just as much as I do, but it's just, I'm so sad for myself and angry that my baby is gone and no one knows. That's the hard part about miscarriage. Hardly, hardly anybody knew my baby was gone because I didn't, I didn't tell, I mean, I told family and friends but a lot of people just don't know why I'm acting the way I am, why I'm so sad. If it came up in conversation, I do tell people now. And even a couple weeks after, I would just say, like, if it came up in conversation naturally, like, yeah, I was pregnant or, yeah, I had a miscarriage. Like, I'm, I'm you know, whatever. Um, so that was really hard. I found through all this that, like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit more anxious than I had thought in the beginning. Um, I'm really type A, super controlling. And I tell people that I didn't know that. And my friends are really like, really? You didn't know? Like, of course you are. <laughs> so I've tried to be less so after this. And that's kind of helped me get through everything. Like I've stopped Googling. I don't look at stuff anymore. Um, like I said, I got rid of my Facebook. I just have tried to relax a little bit. And so my husband and I are just kind of decided to kind of just let things happen. If we get pregnant, we get pregnant. If we don't, like we'll try in a few months. Um, another thing that's been really hard that I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about, um, I ate my feelings really bad afterwards. Like, so I've gained a few pounds, not a lot, but enough for me to notice. And that's been another thing that's hard is dealing with my self image. Cause like I should be gaining weight because I have a baby inside my belly, but instead I'm gaining weight because I'm eating my feelings. <laughs> it's gotten a little bit better. I've started running again. Um, what made me really, really turn a corner? I hate to say this, but I was having a hard time being around my friend Taylor at work um, because she's very pregnant. People like to touch her pregnant belly, give her presents, you know, all that stuff, which I'm so happy for her. But I had really linked my pregnancy to her. And I've, we've talked about this, um, her and I, because we talked about like when she goes on maternity leave, like we would take an off this photo of me and her like talking about how she's leaving and I'll be soon after like our bump photos like I thought we'd be able to take bump pictures at her baby shower like we now we're gonna have the same schedule so we could do play dates and blah 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 like so that's been really hard um one day at work it came up in conversation that someone we both mutually know is pregnant and it literally felt like I just hit a wall because like I was like oh okay okay. 
and I was just like processing and she's like, I'm sorry. Like I've known for a little bit, but I didn't want to tell you right away. Um, I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I'm glad you didn't tell me whenever this happened, but like, I'm like, I don't know why I'm even upset right now because she deserves to be a mom. She's a great mom. She's always, or a great person. She's always wanted to be a mom. And it's just hard when other people get it and you don't. Um, and so that night she texted me and apologized for not telling me earlier. And I basically told her like, I'm glad you're not like, I've been struggling a lot. I haven't really talked to you about it. You know, she hasn't had a miscarriage and I, I don't, I hate to say this. Yes. You can talk to people who haven't had a miscarriage, but until you have one, you don't get it. It is a pain that doesn't make sense. Like she's lost a really close family member and immediate family member. So she does get grief. She gets pain, but this kind of pain, it's just different. And you know, she texts me back. She was like, I know, like, I know you've been struggling. I try not to gloat on my pregnancy. I try not to talk about it, this and that. And then it just hit me that I don't want that for our friendship. Like I love her so much. I love her baby. Like I want her to talk to me about that stuff. And that's what I said to her. And I think it helped me a lot for us to get that out in the open. And then the next day I went to see my other friend who I was with when I was miscarrying and who has the new baby. I think I'd also been holding a little bit of resentment against her just for the sole fact of I was with her when I was miscarrying and I didn't even know. And she's again had a miscarriage and now she has her baby, which is great. I'm so happy for them, but it just felt like nobody around me had had a miscarriage and not had a baby afterwards yet. I'm not saying I'm not going to, it's just, it just felt, I felt misunderstood. So her and I had a talk and she knew, like she knew that's what I was struggling with. And she started crying. She talked about it. And I was like, it just felt good to be seen that those two people that I thought didn't understand what I was feeling really did and helped me. Um, so that was really nice. Um, so my husband and I weren't really ready to be pregnant right away. We were just kind of taking it day by day and we weren't preventing, but we weren't trying. Um, so we, we've been having sex. And then one day I decided to take an ovulation test because it's been, it was five weeks and I still hadn't gotten my period. And I'm like, well, I'll just see. And we'd had sex earlier that day. And, um, it was positive. And it's not even just like the blinking smiley face. Like it is the solid smiley face. Like I'm ovulating and we'd already had sex that day. So I'm crying because like, I want to be pregnant, but also I'm so scared to be pregnant that I just don't know how my feelings are. And my husband's like, well, I kind of hope it doesn't happen this month. Like the doctor said, wait a couple months. And, you know, um, I'm just, I'm scared. I'm, I'm just scared something bad's going to happen. Lo and behold, yesterday, um, 12 days DPO, I decided to take a pregnancy test. I'm pregnant. <laughs> he doesn't know yet because I'm waiting to get my HCG drawn. I got drawn yesterday, the day I found out. And I just want people to know that it's normal to have any feelings that you have when you get pregnant again after miscarriage. I have no idea how this is going to go. Technically, I don't even miss my period until tomorrow. But um, I had a full on meltdown, like crying for about 40 minutes and saying, what the hell am I going to do? I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go through this hurt again. And the thing that scared me the most, I didn't think I was pregnant. I've been like having slight cramps. I thought I was PMSing. So that scares me. Everything scares me. Um, I'm better now. Like I'm obviously happy, but it's just terrifying. So it's seven weeks today. I technically won't miss my period until tomorrow. Um, so going seven weeks without having a period was kind of odd to me. Um, 
but hopefully everything's okay. Like I got my blood drawn. I'll go again on Tuesday. They want to see me for what they called a positive pregnancy test amenorrhea appointment. I think they think I'm further along than I am because I haven't had a period since April 3rd. So, um, yeah, we're, we'll just see how this goes after that. <laughs> That's my story. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So That's how crazy. I feel exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I relate. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, goodness. Well, I wish you the best of luck and Thank you're you going to so have much. to keep us posted. I always I definitely will. Yes. I always ask at the end of every episode, if you have like one piece of advice, I feel like you've already given so much, but one piece well, of thanks. advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, basically just do what you need to do to feel better. Um, for me, that's been letting go control. Like I was testing every single day, eight, nine, 10 DPO until I got a positive pregnancy test. I was tracking everything. I was doing all the apps. I was reading the Pinterest things of five foods to eat to make sure you don't have a miscarriage or 10 things to do to make sure you implant. I feel a hundred times better now that I don't look at that bullshit because let's be real. All of us know here that it doesn't matter what you do or don't do. You're either going to have a healthy pregnancy or you're not. If it makes you feel better to eat that extra serving of superfoods that you feel like makes you feel better, go for it. For me, that's not what's working. It's not downloading the apps. It's just kind of letting things be and trying to let go control a little bit. But I know that that doesn't work for everyone. So just do what you need to do to feel better. There's no right or wrong, wrong way to do this. Absolutely. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, where can they do so? Um, Instagram, like I said, I'm Facebook right now. So Instagram is the best place. Awesome. And I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for doing this and jumping on sharing. I know what you just shared is kind of scary too. So I just really appreciate it because it's super relatable. I just felt like it was a really important thing to share because I wasn't expecting that reaction from myself whenever I found out that I was pregnant. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, we'll talk soon and good luck. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.